So, John, imagine this. You're dead, finally. Mm. Okay. And you can get Whoopi Goldberg to say one thing to me. What is it? Okay. So if I could get Whoopi Goldberg, Mm -hmm. could I just get her to do like a whole extra podcast from Beyond the Grave? (laughs) So... So, so her saying one thing to me is like a full-on like pitching sequels to Sister Act. Yeah, I mean, look at it. Okay, I'm dead. Yeah, and also I've been replaced by Whoopi Goldberg. That's a ratings winner. Wow. Okay. Yeah. When you put it that way, I'm on board. Yeah, I think that's beyond the box that is going to break records. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So how do we how do we make this happen? <laughs> I'll leave that to you. <laughs> okay. Well, watch yourself. Oh dear. Welcome back, everybody, to Beyond the Box Set, the podcast where today we are picturing prequels, sequels, and spin-off ideas to Ghost as part of our Halloween Ghost season. I'm going to do that every week. Great. We'll also be picturing some drinking games and hearing from our listeners with the ideas they have posted on our social media pages. But first, we're going to talk about some of our favourite moments from the original movie and catch you up with a bit of a plot summary. I am Harry, the host with the most experience in topless DIY. (laughs) Really? And joining me as always, the host who's basically been a ghost of himself since he turned 30, it's John Lucas. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Such a, always such a highlight, these intros, <laughs> if you're good about myself. <laughs> That's the point. So, Ghost. Ghost, think? yes. This film is great. It is, isn't it? I love this film. This is such a silly, silly film. Yeah. It's weird how it's got a lot of heart, but also a lot of campiness. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. It's so silly, but yeah. it just... It's a fine balancing act to, mm. to make a film that is pure popcorn, mm-hmm. that is entertaining and yet also manages to be completely silly and yeah. to be comedic. And I mean, I don't find it that emotional, but like, I think it gets the emotional bits. It's like, I, I, you, you do a point, surely. Like, to me, Moore is basically crying throughout the whole film. She does it yeah. really well and in a very sort of relatable way. Just like, oh my God, they had their whole lives ahead of them. All right, well, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I, I, I guess it like it leans into the cheesiness in a way that you're yeah. just like oh, okay I, there was no point in this film when i was genuinely moved mm-hmm. but there was a lot when i was enjoying it just yeah. you know the entertainment it's just it's just fun it's just a lot of fun mm-hmm. it's a very fun mm-hmm. film so yeah yeah in which many people die yeah in increasingly horrible ways <laughs> but also increasingly more like ridiculous yeah. ways. yes that too yeah <laughs> it owns its silliness but not in yeah. a way that like it actually i don't know if it does it's like it definitely survives its silliness, but I don't know. I don't know if anyone knows that it's a silly film. One person Maybe, does. One, one, one person does. Yes, one, person one person very person clearly does. knew what she was in. Yeah. Speaking of, mm-hmm. so this is our first Whoopi Goldberg film. I know, right? Bit tragic. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, hey, oh, there are there are more to do. I'm sure. Yeah. You know what? I can't think of many that don't have sequels. That, that well, there's the Colour Purple, but it's kind of I, I, I love it, but it, it's not. It's a bit bleak. Yeah. I'm not sure there's much you could do with it. Yeah. How Stella got her groove back. That could work. Sure. Well, you can try it out at some point. Yeah. But I'm not saying let's do a whole Will Smith season on it. No, I've, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm st- actually, no. I think if you really dug deep, there's some pretty entertaining whoopee stuff. Because mm. there was a period in the 80s and early 90s when she was in so much. Yeah. And a lot of it has not aged terribly well. Yeah. We could do Jumping Jack Flash. Mm-hmm. We could do... Oh, what's that really bad one? 
There's a film. There's a film. I forget what it's called. Oh, Theodore Rex. I think it's called. Okay. There's a film in which she stars opposite a guy in a dinosaur suit, and she it's <laughs> it's set in a world in which dinosaurs and humans coexist. Okay. And she has to, but like what, work with a dinosaur to. What kind of dinosaur suit is this? It's is like it, a guy in a surround. Have you seen the TV show Dinosaurs from the nineties? Um, maybe, maybe not. I think well, so. it's like one step up from Barney the Purple Dinosaur. Okay. You know, you know who that yeah, is, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. It, but basically, yeah, she plays a human police detective who has to work with a Tyrannosaurus Rex to get the Tyrannosaurus Rex off a false charge of murder, if I remember the plot of this movie correctly. Wow. She had to be sued to be in the movie. She had Because <laughs> she signed on to do the movie. And then at some point she read the script and was like, no, I'm out. <laughs> this, this can't happen. And then the studio sued her and forced her to make the movie. Whoa. And so she made the movie on... After a court order that prevented her from quitting. Why well, have not done this already? John. I know, you're right. The, this so the, should have been our Titanic, as in our episode one, not like yeah. our, our downfall. We should definitely dig into Theodore Rex at some point. So maybe we will do a whoopee season. I think there's more than you would think. Okay. But I think the famous stuff has sequels, obviously. Yeah, because really big stuff. I've not seen many Whoopi Goldberg films. Mm-hmm. So I've seen I've seen this before now. Yeah. And I've obviously seen Sister Act 1 and 2. Mm. There's not a lot else. There is, but I, like, I just don't think you know it. Mm. I think I think there might be more than you would think. Yeah, yeah. I th- I oh, think I'm, not, be... I'm not saying she's not done much. Like, well, I, she I hasn't don't... done. She doesn't really act anymore. No, she's kind of retired, semi-retired for the past twenty years or so. She mm. she's now on the American version of Loose Women. It's called The View. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like a daytime talk show thing that she does with a bunch of other women okay. uh, where they talk about politics all day you nearly said soap opera then didn't you and I was thinking like oh my god she has sunk low <laughs> she's not doing a soap opera thank <laughs> god. Uh, but yeah I think she's more content doing that I don't think she's got the acting you know she's got an Oscar she mm. just doesn't have the hunger anymore which is fair enough but yeah she's got, e- she got the ego she got the ego she, she is she, one of the all time greats she has no mountains left to climb so okay. um, but yeah I do miss Whoopi the movie star because she's very entertaining yes. and never more so than in this yeah. this is a perfect role for her the perfect role for him. The best role? I would say probably. I mean, I, I do love The Colour Purple, mm-hmm. but uh, no. Is that, is that what she won an Oscar for? No, she won the Oscar for this. Did she? Yes. Really? Yeah, a very rare comedic Oscar win. Ah, cool. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah. Very deserved. It is good. And well, yeah, because it's got a, a fair bit of depth to it, this role. Yeah. Well, I mean, she won for Best Supporting Actress. Yeah. Yeah. This is the dictionary definition of like stealing a movie, like yes. walking away yes. from it. Because <laughs> she's not in it very much, no, relatively she's not. speaking. She's not. She doesn't appear until like 40 minutes in. Mm. And, and even she's then, very, she's not in it for no, the whole thing. It's definitely more of a Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore film. Although yeah. Demi Moore doesn't get any positive either. It's no. Patrick Swayze's film, really. Yeah. And he's fine. But um, yeah, she walks away with this film, mm-hmm. steals the show. Mm-hmm. And that is what Oscars are made of, I guess. So, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Oh, she's just so entertaining in this. She is the best. Mm. I'd forgot. I mean,. Everybody knows Molly, you in danger, girl. And yeah. we'll talk about it, of course. Yeah. But there's so much more. Yeah, that yeah, one yeah. line is not is not everything she does in this movie. Oh, seen at the bank. The bank scene is great. Yeah. Her um, her mug shots. How are they not yeah. like a meme? I I'd, I'd completely forgotten about the mug shots, but they are so <laughs> funny. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, she's great. I need you to tell Molly what I'm saying, but you have to tell her word for word. All right. Word for word. Yes. He wants me to tell you what he's saying word for word. Molly, you're in danger. Now you can't just blurt it out like that and quit moving around, will you? Because you start to make me dizzy. I'll just tell her in my own way. Molly, you in danger, girl. Okay, shall I do a plot summary then? And we will talk about everything else in this film, but... Yes. Uh, plot summary first. So... Um, starts off with 
uh, well, it starts off in, with a scene that I think really doesn't sum up the, this movie very well. It feels and like I, it's going to be like a traditional ghost movie, like a horror movie, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm sure that's deliberate. Oh, yeah. But I wonder how this film was marketed. Yeah. I, I meant to watch the trailer, but I like the original trailer, but then I forgot. But I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, because it does. It's like, it just, you get this creepy, like, woo-dee-doo-dee-doo-dee-doo-dee music. Mm. And then it just kind of goes, ghost. And you're like, whoa. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. it's, it's quite... Yeah, it's quite a jump scare. Yeah. And then it's like in this haunted looking mansion. It's like mm-hmm. the camera's panning through this like old school. There's like, mannequins. There's mannequins. There's the wind's blowing curtains. Yeah. And it's like, oh, oh, it's a haunted house movie. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Which, then no. I'd love to not know what this movie was. Oh, yeah. To go in 100% blind. And yeah. then just, yeah. To go in like on one of those nights where you just went to watch a schlocky horror. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, there's a film called Ghost. Mm-hmm. That's what, oh, that sounded perfect. Let's go watch that. Yeah. And then it's this. Mm-hmm. Well, I think this film did, must have done really well of, on like word of mouth because obviously mm-hmm. this came out in 1990, which is pre-internet essentially. Mm-hmm. And yet it made two over 200 million at the American box office and yeah. over 500 million worldwide, which wow. in 1990... That's, that's fantastic. Like, that would be fantastic today. In 1990, yeah. that is like unprecedented. It was one of the most profitable... It was made for 22 million. Mm. So it's one of the most profitable movies of its time. Like mm-hmm. it was a enormous, enormous, almost Titanic-esque success. Yeah. So huge. And I do wonder if maybe people didn't know what to expect and then they saw it and were like, that was very entertaining. I shall mm. tell my friends. And then mm-hmm. just everybody saw it. Yeah, mm. I guess, yeah. Well, because it opened with 12 million as well, which means mm. it must have, it must have been a very slow burn. Mm. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Mm. That's true. Uh, but yeah, either way, so it starts in this, what we think is like an abandoned mansion or something. Mm. And uh, then something breaks through the wall and it's Patrick Swayze's like hammer or stick or something. I don't know. But um, yeah, basically Patrick Swayze to me more and... Not Michael Sarah. Sure, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if they recast that role. Michael Sarah. Oh. From Rest of Development? Sorry, yeah, I was getting mixed up with Michael Peña. I was like, what? No, 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 no. Michael Sarah. I, f- I, thought, that, I thought Carl, for mm. it is he, had... Major, I don't know who the actor is, but he had major Michael Sarah energy. Like, who was I thinking of? I've forgotten the guy's name. He was in Wolf. Um, he basically basically got the same character in Wolf. James Spader. Oh, James Spader. Maybe I, I got I got more Michael Sarah. I really was like that guy looks exactly like a nineties version of Michael Sarah. Okay, sure. I sure. mean, with ridiculous abs, but other than that, <laughs> basically Michael Sarah. Yeah. So yeah, is Michael Sarah still famous? Uh... Is anybody from Brother Development still famous? I feel like Jason Bateman yeah. still makes things. Yeah, I, I don't like, know they are. Because there was a brief period when he was in all of the films. Mm. He was in that one that we did, Scott... Scott Pilgrim Scott versus, Pilgrim the, versus world. the World. Mm-hmm. But he did other ones. He did like a load of rom-coms. And yeah, he's, he's done plenty, but... He was in Juno, which is yeah, big. I've not, yeah, I've not seen him for a fair while. I feel like he's just not in show business anymore. No. Like, I think they tried to make him a star and it didn't work. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Anyway, that's by the by. Yeah. This guy looks like him a bit. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, and so they are, well, whose apartment actually is it? But somebody's bought this apartment. Is it yeah. Patrick Swayze's apartment? It seems to be Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore are moving into this apartment that they've built together. But then they talk about moving in together later in the movie when they've already developed this apartment. No, I think they're saying that this is the first time they've lived together. Oh, is it? They've oh, bought right. this apartment together. I feel like Patrick Swayze must have been the one to pay for it. Yeah. Because he's a banker. Well, she's a successful... Um, is she? She, ha- she has... Two items in the uh, in the museum. Oh, okay. Um, I don't think she specified what museum. Maybe she did. I don't know. But she has two pieces in the museum right now. Okay. And, and that's a big deal, apparently. Okay. I was puzzled by her source of income from 
doing hideous pottery, but sure. Um, yeah, she makes sexy pottery and that's how she makes some money. Yeah. Well, it's not all just sexy pottery, though, because in this... So basically, her, we open with her and Patrick Swayze and not Michael Cera. They're, they're basically renovating this apartment that, Michael, that they bought. See, the thing that really bugged me mm-hmm. was that, yeah, he's a Wall Street guy. For the first time ever in movies, he's a Wall Street guy who's not a villain. I know, right? Because he's such an 80s yuppie. Yeah. So, you know, clearly he's got money. He's bought this fantastic apartment um, in downtown New York. Well, it seems more like it's an industrial warehouse in this scene. Like this, yeah, the space the space element was really confusing to me. And so they break through like this ceiling or something mm-hmm. and they find that basically, oh, it's a two-story apartment. Yes, what a pleasant uh, surprise. What? That's, that's not a thing. That they've already purchased. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's not a thing. And this was another one. I can't remember what film we had this with recently. It's another one of those apartments that looks very different from the outside than it does from the inside. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> what was the other one we did recently that was that? Was it... Uh, you, you pointed it out. It was like from the outside it was a palace, but from the inside it was like a, a hovel, like a tiny little door. We talked about... Oh, was it... It wasn't Leon. No. Oh, was it that... Um, Anna Kendrick movie. Yes, yes, it was. It was uh, simple favor. Simple favor. Yes, because it was uh, the little apartment that uh, Linda Cardellini was in. Maybe I don't know. There was something. Anyway, or could it, or could it have been Hitch? Everybody had no. Like, it was Hitch. It was Hitch. It was Hitch. It was Hitch's every, apartment. Everybody yeah. had ridiculously big apartments. And yeah, like, yeah. And then you go to her apartment at the very end, and mm. like she lives just like in a corridor. Yeah. But it's a mansion. Yeah. But this is next level. Like, yeah. you never see anyone enter or leave the building. But from the outside, it looks like a block of flats in New York. where you Like, imagine the apartment from Big, if, yeah. you, if, if you happen to know that. It's like twice that size. It's huge. It's absolutely massive. Yeah. Like, the, the apartment, if... Jumping ahead a little bit, if the mugger hadn't killed Patrick Swayze, mm-hmm. the interior design would have killed him. Because yeah. <laughs> it's all these, like, labyrinth-esque stairs with no banisters. Yeah. It's like, asking for you to fall and die. Like, yeah. And they also repeatedly almost fall out of that window, which I guess is foreshadowing for what happens to Carl. But Well, yeah, yeah. Because there's a scene, so yeah, they buy this apartment and then there's all this stuff, all this kind of setup of them redecorating it. Mm-hmm. And we learn that Demi Moore is a potter or a sculptor. Oh, or, I don't know. And there's all of her, like bringing all of her hideous art into the apartment mm-hmm. to decorate it. Mm-hmm. And there's this bit where they're leveraging up this, this ancient looking, indescribably ugly... <laughs> clay angel thing yeah and they're just fully hanging out the window like six stories up it was the classic like the movers are moving something in you know like they're lifting a piano up or something and it's about to fall and something's gonna happen but you know just sexy swayze just jumps out and swings it in just parkours yeah it's ridiculous (laughs) (laughs) but then she's dragging in this it it appears to be like a six foot eight no eight foot i would say it's a giant sculpture of a weeping angel Mm mm-hmm really ugly and mis- and unshapen yeah and then she's like yeah put it in the bedroom i was like in the bedroom my god you want that staring down at you yeah <laughs> was, i had no idea what that was about and it doesn't really come up again in the movie either no. like at one point you do see like what is it like a it's not really a flashback it's more like a an, ima- when, an, an imagination when he dies he has like a weird little fever dream and it the, the angel swaps places with demi moore in bed but yeah yeah, you never yeah, actually see a scene of like them having sex with the angels, like douche over their head. Like, you know, <laughs> quite off-putting. Yeah. yeah. So I, I had a lot of questions about Demi Moore's career in this movie. But yeah, sure, yeah, sure, sure. That could fill its own podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so anyway, uh, they are a very happy couple moving into this fantastic apartment together. Mm-hmm. You don't see any apartment actually getting developed. No. Like it is hard cut to like it is now fully developed, yeah. and it looks 
90s amazing yeah yeah it, that's what i mean it goes through, how long does that take i don't it know. feels like a year-long project because it goes yeah. from them literally like shoveling through walls with hammers mm-hmm. to this palatial mansion yeah yeah i mean this is not a film to nitpick yeah <laughs> this, this is a film that's really concerning itself with realism yeah, yeah. so patrick swayze like i say he works on wall street mm-hmm. um along with uh not michael cena yeah, he's Michael Cera. Michael Cena's a wrestler. I mean, <laughs> well, he's not him either, but... <laughs> well, yeah, he's not Michael Cena. No, true. Um, he's called Carl. The okay. villain is called Carl. Okay, let's call him Carl from now on, please. That's more, that's simpler. Okay. Carl, Carl who, who is not, emphatically not Michael Cena, Michael Cera, or Michael Pena. <laughs> Just Carl. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, they're just, they're, they're just bros on Wall Street. They are very broy on Wall Street. Yeah, <laughs> I, I enjoyed this scene of them like walking it. Like it is very eighties yuppie, like Wall Street. Yeah, they, they go up the. There's an extended, not very funny sequence in the lift mm-hmm. where they're in a crowded lift, and there's just this whole bit that's not offensive. It's just like deathly. It's just not funny. <laughs> oh, I found it funny. So, yeah, so they get into the lift, and Carl starts saying, starts like coughing or something. I feel like maybe because we're in like the COVID era, like people coughing. I in thought this joke. I thought this joke was funnier than ever. Now, okay, fine. So yeah, they get in the lift. He starts coughing, and then uh, and then Sam says to him, just like, "Oh, so have you got that disease? Oh, yeah, the doctor says it's very contagious. I, I, I shouldn't even be at work. Like, you can get it very easily. You get a rash on your balls. I shouldn't touch anybody. Oh, sorry, sir. It's a good prank. I felt like none of the extras in because it's in a crowded elevator. None yeah. of the extras were really giving me the face that I was hoping for. Really, I, I wanted to see the extras really be like, but they just didn't <laughs> seem to respond that much. So I don't know. <laughs> I thought everybody looked equally awkward, but mm. yeah, I, I can see where you're coming out. from. Like yeah. maybe they could have had a bit more direction on that. Yeah, um, I just needed one extra to be like, this is my scene to pull focus. Yeah, but none of them really went there. So. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I just. Fine, it's a super funny, relevant joke, especially now when okay, fine. the joke could be just be made easier. Just like, yeah, you got the virus? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I was told I should wear a face mask, but it was uncomfortable, so I thought I wouldn't. Yeah, would that really be funny, though? Pardon? Would that really be funny? I mean, it wouldn't be if funny now. If someone pulled that prank on me, I would punch them in the face. <laughs> at this point. And then sanitize your hands quickly. Exactly, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> How are you feeling? What the doctor say? He um, said that it was contagious, that it was really... No. Yeah. He said that I shouldn't even be coming in today. <laughs> what about the rash? <coughs> the rash? Mm-hmm. The rash is um, also incredibly contagious. He said it both been spreading. No. <coughs> <coughs> on your genitals again? Yeah. Yeah, right on the genitals. Basically everywhere. <coughs> he said that I shouldn't touch anyone. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> I mean, there's not really much more to say there. Well, there's a scene where they they're in the bank or whatever it is that mm. they work at, um, and Patrick Swayze discovers because his job is to monitor accounts. I mean, oh, it's yeah, all yeah. very vague. It's yes. incredibly vague, deliberately so. But he tells Carl that he's found some accounts that have got too much money in them. Yeah. He's, he's, I don't understand why these obscure accounts that haven't been touched in years have got millions of dollars in them. That's mm. weird. But he's, I mean, they're, they're, also, they're also working off like 80s computers, like Ataris. Oh, so. it's fantastic. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, we'll yeah. get there. Yeah, but, yeah. So it's not particularly high tech. So he's like, oh, it's probably just a bug. Yeah. See, now it comes up later in the movie as to how much money it is. Mm. It's exactly $4 million, mm-hmm. which really does make me think like, okay, so Patrick Swayze, you didn't think like, 
how much money is how, how much extra money is in these accounts and then add that up and work out oh it's a very very round number well i don't like, know it's a, it's a 4 with six zeros and two and two more zero decimal points like it's not just a random number well we'll get there but i, I got the impression that the, the 4 million was one of many things that were going on oh uh, okay sure i think sure. but i mean i don't know the film doesn't yeah, i was really thinking like if, if, if you're stealing money and trying to make it look like a bank error yeah. don't make it like a very round number make it look like it's just a random bit of interest we'll also do it like a hundred dollars per account not four million yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's quite it's quite easy to miss quite hard to miss four million dollars moving around but yeah Anyway, so he discovers that and he confides that in Carl, but he's like, I'm going to handle it. It's fine. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. I only mentioned that because it's kind of plot foreshadowing for mm. what is to come. But yeah, we're just setting up basically at the moment. We've got Patrick Swayze is a banker and he's got this, you know, work of all this money. And then there's a bunch of stuff with him and Demi Moore. We get the iconic. Yeah, there's not much to say plot wise, but. But the iconic scene, yeah. the scene, the ghost scene, that I had everybody knows. I had completely forgotten that it happens this early in the movie because I thought well, yeah, it was he's alive. Yeah, I thought it was after he becomes a ghost. Oh, I thought right. that, I, I I've not seen this movie since I was a kid, mm. but in my in my memory it was that after he dies he finds a way. To, I think maybe it's when he inhabits Whoopi Goldberg. In my memory, <laughs> I thought that was when they did the pottery scene. I forgot no, it was that, right here. Now, unfortunately, the Whoopi Goldberg scene is not that sexual. It's really not. But we will get to that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, do, do I need to describe it? Of course, uh, the, the intensely sexual pottery scene. Yes. <laughs> okay, so she can't sleep. Yeah. So she gets up in the middle of the night and just goes and starts making some pottery. As you do, yeah. As, as you do. Because this palatial mansion, she has set up a pottery wheel. Yeah. A full a full size pottery wheel. Yeah. And uh, it's, I'd say it's it's, it's a slightly va- phallic vase that she's slightly that, that, that she's it's pot- a lot of pottering like, over, like fisting holes and. I was yep. totally into it. Very okay. <laughs> Just massage. It was. It's very phallic. Yeah. It's, it's all very sexual. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, then Patrick Swayze comes up behind her. By the way, there's a jukebox playing because they have a jukebox. Of course they do. And he switches over to the to the iconic song, which I, I'm, I'm not going to sing, but like you know, Unchained Melody. Sure. Yeah. And uh, Patrick Swayze sort of sneaks up behind her, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Puts his arms around her, ruins her pot. I was like, yeah, like she could have been working on this for hours. That was a real dick move. Yeah, yeah, like, no, not 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 okay. Yeah, but uh, sure, whatever. And uh, I mean, speaking of dick moves, but <laughs> and yes, then it does just get uh, very sexual there. Yeah, gets clay all over his arms and all over her arms, and it's just mm-hmm. touching her everywhere, and it's. Good, but then they start. Then it transitions into them having sex. Full sex scene. Well, yes, it's Which, a very nine. It's a very funny sex scene. It is, yeah. If you if if you try and think for the physicality of it, it's, it it doesn't. Well, first first of all, they cut out the whole bit where they very thoroughly wash their hands and arms. Yeah, and I was. I noticed that too. Yeah. Suddenly they're bone because you know what's not sexy? Dried clay yeah. on your skin when he's. <laughs> no, that was, that was no. really not sexy at all. No, and then. This is what this is also when I thought the decision to make the song like diegetic, mm. as in it's it's in the scene, it's on a jukebox, mm-hmm. was a bit of a weird choice because when it gets to them actually having sex, I'm like, how long is this song? Yeah, because <laughs> they've clearly had a shower. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. And so like they're 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 rubbing up against each other. They they start having standing up sex. Which, it's a lot of like sensual nuzzling. Yeah, isn't it? it's like which, yeah. which which first of all, standing up sex doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Like. I've worked out the physicality of it. The woman needs to be significantly taller. Yeah. That's just how it is. Okay. Um, and also, he needs to not be, not be wearing trousers, which he is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what, it, it's, it's, inc- it's just, yeah. 
It's very of its time, this sex scene. Yeah, it's very, it's very much, hey, it's a film. Let's make There's a lot sexy. of hair work. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of just rubbing their hair into yeah. each other. It's like, it was, it's like, it's like they're having sex like they, well, there's a lot of problems with it, some of which you've already established, but it's also like they're having sex and they've never met. <laughs> like this is the first time they've ever met because they're really like exploring each other's bodies. I'd say it's like, also like they're having sex, but neither of them know what sex is. That's what, yeah, they've read about sex in a book. Yeah. With no pictures. <laughs> yeah. just read the, you know, they've got a vague concept, but yeah. it's nowhere near. But yeah. They've seen pictures, but like from the, from the neck up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, but you've been with someone for a while. Like, I don't think you do this much like, oh, your hair feels, it's, it's just, it's a lot. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of exploration for a couple that seems to have been together for a long time. Yeah. You know, like, just, yeah. Let's just get down to it. We both know what we want. Yeah. Well, anyway, cut to sometime later, the yes. next day, the next mm -hmm. week, next week, next year, who knows? This film does jump around a fair bit mm -hmm. um, at the start. And, um, they are just walking down a back alley, Batman's parents style. Yes. Well, they've been to see Hamlet. No, not Hamlet. Oh, Macbeth. Macbeth. Which turns out to be a little bit on the nose, but sure. Yeah. Okay, sure, sure. I don't know Macbeth very well. Which one's that? Is that the Lion King? Or no, the Hamlet is the Lion King. Macbeth, I don't think, has been Disneyfied just yet. Is it not? Hmm, no. I'm missing a trick. I don't know what Macbeth is, but sure. It's a Scottish play. Sure. Yeah, I think I, I think I could have worked that one out. Yes. If I put my mind to it. Yeah. Anyway, well, we'll so, get there. We'll get there. But yes, yeah, they're walking down the street, and a mugger comes up behind them, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, points a gun at them. And him and Patrick Swayze get into a bit of a scuffle while Demi Moore screams for help. Yes, and uh, the camera pans away. You hear a gunshot. The mugger runs off, and Patrick Swayze chases him. Mm -hmm. uh, Patrick Swayze eventually gives up on chasing. I don't know why you'd chase the mugger. Like at that, like the mugger runs away yeah. for whatever reason. You'd be like, Whew, great, okay, let's go in the opposite direction quick." Well, he's you got know, the adrenaline. I, w I wouldn't be chasing a mugger. What, what, what am I going to do? I don't want to. I don't want to beat him up or something. I just want him to not be there. Yeah, well, I mean, Patrick Swayze is already past that. I think we can safely say Patrick Swayze is not you. Well, fine. I, know, I don't mean that in a mean way. I just mean like, <laughs> like he's clearly a very alpha male. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, he's like fighting, and mm. you know, he's already chosen to fight to like kickbox the mugger rather than just give the mugger his watch, which True. you know, yeah, is how he ends up getting killed. Yeah, spoiler alert: he's dead. Yeah. So yeah, then Patrick Swayze gives up on chasing this guy. And uh, sort of jogs back to where Demi Moore is and uh, sees that Demi Moore is cradling his own dead body. Mm -hmm. And there is a lot of fake blood everywhere. Yeah. Well, this is one of the, well, basically the story of Macbeth is about the story of a guy who betrays his best friend. Mm -hmm. So basically Carl betrays mm -hmm. Patrick Swayze. Um, and there's also, I mean, it's not direct, but there's a whole famous sequence where Lady Macbeth can't wash the blood off her hands. Right. And in this sequence, Demi Moore's hands, I don't know, are just like, covered in blood so mm. yeah the Macbeth thing was a pretty a bit heavy-handed yeah, yeah. Mm, sure oh we get some amazing amazing face acting from Patrick oh, Swayze so much so much face acting in this movie it, there, it's, a it's lot. really a lot it's not yeah. just this scene and it's not just from him it's from him in other scenes and mm. also Whoopi Goldberg as well but Whoopi Goldberg but again, is we'll get, we'll, we'll, we'll get to but Whoopi Goldberg is giving us like good face acting yeah like she's giving us yeah 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 Patrick Swayze my god man like <laughs> <laughs> not to speak ill of the I'm not speaking ill. he's think, a terrible actor do you think that he practiced that face in front of the mirror and then was like great okay I've got scared down I I, I can do scared and he just has, has that one face he doesn't have one face he's got a lot of faces he's trying a lot of different emotions that, uh, to get them across his face but mm. they're not I think he's a bad actor <laughs> but yeah, I gosh i enjoy watching him yeah. like it was a lot of, like, it's kind of like keanu reeves like he's That's not good but he's so much fun to watch yeah. yeah yeah this face acting combined with the really bad 90s special effects with the like mm -hmm. 
the doubling and the green screen. And I whatever. loved the special effects. It this. was so bad, but it was so enjoyable. Yeah. 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 No, there's a bang on special effects, this movie. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah so he did. Yeah. And, uh, well, he, he runs away from the light. Yeah. The lights, you know, the, the heavens open and it's like his rising up to heaven moment, but instead he, he chooses to stay with Demi Moore because he has unfinished business. Yeah. Yeah. Which doesn't really make much sense to me because like nobody else that we, no, no other ghosts that we meet in this movie, I felt like they'd chosen to stay. I felt like everybody had unfinished business of sorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't feel like anybody else was given the option to go to heaven. Like the train guy. Like, he doesn't want to be there. No. He felt he, like he was in purgatory. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and but then we don't we don't see that much of his story. Like, we don't really see their story. The old guy at the beginning. So, Patrick Swayze is now dead, and he's, like, mm-hmm. walking the earth, and there's lots of other ghosts he, he can now see mm-hmm. who are also in this kind of, like, alternate dimension kind of thing where yeah. they're in the world but not in the world yeah and one of the first ones he meets is in the hospital where he is declared dead yeah there's an old man and the old man says oh my wife's in the operating theater she's trying to hang on mm. so i got the impression that that old man was just waiting around for his wife to finally uh, okay. pass yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it wasn't happening because she was just like clinging to life yeah but okay, i mean you sure, don't really yeah. get a lot of that yeah. so yeah because yeah, that guy who's in surgery he just goes straight to heaven he does yeah well i guess he didn't have any unfin- unfinished business he was just like, my time has come. That's okay. Sure. Yeah. It seems like most people go to heaven or go to hell, but certain people who die in certain ways mm. have an opportunity to stick around or yeah. choose to stick around. Yeah. I guess the people who go to hell don't get to make a choice. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. They, they, they don't seem like they have an option to like not be dragged screaming into hell by shadowy cartoons. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's weird, the shadows. Oh, really. So Patrick Swayze is dead. Yeah, I forget, other than him being dead at this point, I forget what happens right now. Well, basically, he hangs around for a bit. He's kind of mooching around, keeping an eye on Demi Moore. He you has know, to she's... kind of like sort of learn the world of being a being Yeah, a he's having to learn. Yeah, he, he goes to his own funeral and he sees a ghost in there as well. And like, yeah. But mostly he's just kind of mooching around, following Demi Moore. And, you know, she's crying. She's mm-hmm. very upset. She's traumatized, understandably. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Carl, the best friend, yeah. on one occasion comes around to visit comforts her you know provides a shoulder to cry on instantly creepy and flirty very creepy instantly yeah, yeah. but Demi Moore doesn't read the signs and he asks her if she wants to go for a walk and she says yes so they mm-hmm. go out of the apartment Patrick Swayze's left alone in the apartment and then minutes later someone breaks in yeah and it's the guy who murdered it's him. the guy who killed him it's the mugger yeah. yeah and the mugger goes around the house looking for something and then Demi Moore comes back in mm-hmm. unexpectedly mm-hmm. and so the mugger is like watching her he's watching her undress and he's mm-hmm. got a gun obviously and Patrick Swayze's because Patrick Swayze can't touch anything he can't impact mm-hmm. the world he doesn't he can't help Demi Moore but if he stares down the cat yes the cat goes crazy Ten- turns out cats can sense evil yeah yeah Nina Bonini was right it's yeah. because cats are evil they though. are thank you I'm so glad you've come around on this you oh, used no, to be no. such I a still, I, cat person oh I still love cats and I prefer cats to dogs okay but I'll never deny that cats are evil okay fine I just like having them around okay you like, you like you just like that, having a bit of a familiar I get that yeah that's cool yeah okay. But yes, he manages to scare the mugger out by way of scaring the cat. Yes, which this cat is only in two scenes of this movie. It's never mentioned beforehand that they have a cat. Nope. You never see the cat again. No, Demi Moore doesn't seem to at any point acknowledge that she has a cat. I don't think it's their cat. (laughs) Is it a ghost cat? (laughs) Well, no, no, because it scratches the the, the murderer. scratches them in the face. Right, okay. But uh, yeah, I don't think it's their cat. Okay. I think it's just a cat cat. that's moved in. Okay. Well, that, that is the kind of thing a cat would do. Yeah. It would sense her vulnerability and see it as a meal ticket. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. 
So basically, Patrick Swayze then follows the mugger mm-hmm. back to his apartment, which is in like downtown New York. Yeah. Follows him in and listens in to a phone conversation and figures out that actually the mugger is a hitman and that somebody put a hit out on Patrick Swayze. Yeah. And they still want something more from the the apartment and they're willing to kill Demi more to get it. Mm-hmm. So now he's, you know, now he understands what his purpose is. He needs to rescue Demi more, protect her mm-hmm. and find out who wanted him dead. Yeah. And this is at about the 45 minute point in the movie. This is when we finally, finally meet Whoopi. Yes. Because then he walks out of that apartment and he's, you know, panicked and he doesn't know what to do. And then he sees the sign for Odame Brown's psychic service. I can't remember what it was called, but yeah. Something, yeah. She's basically a... A medium. A hack medium. She's not, yeah. a, she's a fake medium. She's a phony medium. Yeah. Well, up until now. Yeah. Up until this point, she's a phony medium. Yeah. yeah. And she's doing all of the classic S- phony medium. Such a routine. It's great. But in Whoopi's hands, it's hilarious. Like, yeah, it really Do is. you know a uh, Jonathan? A Jackie? Jasmine? Maria? <laughs> Judy, Jenna, Jackson, Jesse, 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 Julio? Yes, Julio. Got it. It's great. It's <laughs> yeah. really funny. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, she's fantastic. I, I I love the the two sidekicks that she has as well. I had a lot of questions about her sisters. Yeah, yeah, because like they, because the, there's a the whole routine that they do when like you know when Whoopi Goldberg isn't in the room. Yeah, and they're like, like you know, or oh, let, let us let us just summon her for you. Madam Odomay will see you now. Yeah, he, he, here's this open closet. Look, there's nothing in the closet. There's nothing in the closet at all. Close the door. Open the door. She's here. It's like yeah. a magic trick. Are they supposed to? Are they like? Paying customers see, are supposed to think that Whoopi Goldberg is a ghost. Is that what that's supposed to be? Like, she's appeared. No, I think it's just magic and don't question magic. Okay, don't, sure. Don't question it because else, like, mm. Whoopi Goldberg won't get her money. True. I mean, these people do seem very susceptible. They're like, she's like, oh, I can't see anything. Like, how have I gave you another $20? Oh, I see something. It's yeah. like, <laughs> they're not really questioning. Yeah. Oh, Whoopi Goldberg must have, like, read the script for this and just be like, I, I will pay you to do this. Yeah. I'll, I'll pay you to let me do this. Like, yeah. I need this role. This she, is this is a it's it, perfect actress, perfect role. It's mm, just absolutely yeah, perfect. Yeah. yeah, born for it. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm feeling something. Did he know someone by the name of Anna, Consuelo, Lucita, Julieta, Josefina, Linda, Maria, Sissy, his mama. She is Maria. Yes! Praise God, I knew he was with his mama. Oh my God. But yeah, so Sam, um, Patrick Swayze, goes in and uh, he starts watching one of these... Seances. Fake seances. uh, A a fake seance. Anyway, so um, there's this seance going on and uh, Sam's Sam's watching it and he's just basically calling out everything that's that's, that's, that's crap. (laughs) Yeah, he's basically heckling her from beyond the grave. Yeah. Yeah. But this is the first in her life that she's been able to hear any, yes. any, any anybody actually talking to her. Mm-hmm. Even obviously she pretends that yeah. they're talking to her all the time. Again, her acting at this point is fantastic because yeah. she's doing this whole sort of eyes closed routine. Mm. And then she's just something like peering out the corner of her eyes like, who said that? Yeah. Who said that? Yeah, she's doing like a fake reading and having a real meeting, a real reading at the same time. It's yeah. very... It's great comic, physical comic acting from Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, so she can hear him and this is the first person that Sam has been able to actually directly communicate with. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's not going to let her go. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, he basically forces her to do his bidding. Well, yeah, he... Uh, <laughs> 
I really liked the, this initial scene where she's talking to the ghost and her sisters are off in the background just having this amazing, funny little conversation oh, yeah, yeah. where they phone like a hospital or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, she's talking to white people. <laughs> <It's great. laughs> so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love the background details in these Yeah, scenes. it was just, really funny. Yeah. Yeah. But yes, basically he says to her that he needs her help and he convinces her to go and talk to Molly, basically, mm-hmm. and to warn Molly that Molly is in danger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he does that by, she initially, she says no, and he's like, well, I'm going to haunt you forever until you agree to do this. Mm-hmm. And so then we get this fantastic scene of him singing this really annoying novelty song to her. So she make a phone call first. Who does she call? I think she calls Molly first on the phone. Oh, that's it, yeah. He, she agrees to call Molly, but then that doesn't work. Molly's like... Yeah, obviously. because basically Whoopi Goldberg says, oh, I'm a spiritual medium. Yeah. And Sam's talking to me and he's saying like, you're in danger, which is just the classic, that's oh, yeah. the sort of thing that a medium would say. Of course. And of course to me, Moore hangs up the phone like mm-hmm. quite emotionally at that point because you would. Of course. Like Whoopi Goldberg went the complete wrong tactic there when finally she believes in what she's doing. Mm. Like you probably, like you'd know that like, okay, well if I say I'm a medium, like, she'll just think I'm a hack because I am. Yeah. Whereas now I'm not a hack, so I'm going to try and make her believe that it's real. That's... Mm. Come on, come on, Whoopi. You're better than this. It's not, not her finest hour. No, yeah, sure. But then also we wouldn't have got the following scene. So Yes, which is Patrick Swayze singing an annoying novelty song. Uh, it's Henry VIII by Herman's Hermits at Whoopi Goldberg all through the night. It's mm-hmm. like one of those songs that like loops around and around yeah. and around. Uh, while Whoopi Goldberg is lying in bed in this fabulous like adult <laughs> baby grow. It's like this adult purple baby grow that's like fluorescent. It's like, what? What an outfit choice that was. Like, yeah, I'd love to think that she actually wears that to bed. It was like she pioneered the onesie. Yeah. Like, th- th- there was no such thing as a onesie in 1990, as far as I'm aware, <laughs> but she, yes, it was great. Yeah. Yeah. Really enjoyed that detail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she eventually gives in. Yeah. Because he's really, really annoying. Yeah. And, well, um, the, main, the main point is that she can hear him, but can't see him. She can yeah. only hear his voice. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, after getting no sleep, she gives in because he's way too annoying. And so the next morning she does go to Demi Moore's mm-hmm. um, apartment, which I mm-hmm. guess that she is just now full and inherited. That's a good point. Like, <laughs> I, I, they weren't married, were they? Or were they married? No, no, they weren't. They weren't married. Okay. He hadn't even said, I love you. He just said ditto. Sure. So I guess he must have had very good life insurance that passed on. To, he, I guess he has no living family. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Puzzling. No. Yeah. Again, I guess just don't think about it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and she uh, shouts from the street. Does she try the buzzer first? She tries the buzzer and then she's just shouting on the street. Yeah, and eventually yeah. Demi Moore lets her up because... Shouting on the street is hilarious too. It is. Well, basically, the way that Patrick Swayze helps Whoopi Goldberg to win Demi Moore's trust is mm. to tell her things that only he would know. Yeah. And that's how he does it. So things that are very intimate between their relationship. Mm-hmm. He has Whoopi shout up and then that's how he convinces Demi Moore that it's it's legit, it's mm-hmm. real. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so she comes and comes downstairs, lets Whippy Goldberg in in a very confused way, as you would be, mm-hmm. and uh, invites her up. And Whippy just continues to try and sort of convince her that this is all real. Mm-hmm. Um, we get the iconic line, yeah, which it's it's just got this scene. It's it's uh, it's fantastic. <laughs> it's, it's it's very good. Yeah, it's one of, it's one of the all time great movie quotes. It just yeah. is. It's just the delivery, fantastic. Yeah. Molly, you in danger, girl. So she warns Molly that she is in fact in danger, girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and around this time, Sam's ghost follows Carl and realizes that Carl is the one who has put the hiss out on him. Mm, so his yeah. supposed best friend is the one who's actually had him killed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we get 
I guess this is when all the backstory comes into play. So what it turns out has happened is that Carl was using the bank as a front to launder all this money to, I think, drug dealers or criminals, so mm. dangerous people, basically. Yeah. And Patrick Swayze had, I think, almost discovered him. Mm-hmm. Accidentally, he didn't realize, but when he, when he kind of said, "Oh, there's all this, there's all this money sitting in these accounts, and I don't know why, but I'm going to find out, so mm-hmm. just leave it with me." Yeah. So at that point, Carl had panicked and had Patrick Swayze killed, but he also needed to get hold of Patrick Swayze's passwords so he could go into the computers mm-hmm. and tra- and finish transferring the money because I guess Patrick Swayze had locked some of the accounts. I guess yeah. this one that had the four million in basically. Yeah. Carl needs the passwords to get into this one and to transfer it, mm-hmm. and that's what he's looking for, and that's why he sent the hitman into sam's house to get his password book but he never managed it mm-hmm. so now patrick swayze sam he convinces Whoopi goldberg to help him to transfer that money to her by posing as the owner of that account yes now you're a banker i'm not a banker i work for a bank makes you a banker no, I, I don't um, work i'm not customer facing i don't give anyone money fine well, i wish you would sometime um, Excuse me. How much fucking food <laughs> do you eat in my house that you that I've paid for? Wow. I'm not. I'm not bitter, but you know. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> um, so can you explain to me how bank accounts work? Because I, I, I didn't think that this was how bank accounts worked. I, I don't thought, think it's how they work in 2020. I thought there was security involved. Yeah, this is pa- apparently not. No, as long and, as you can and, do and, a signature, and, and also you don't even know how much you're withdrawing. Yeah, this was insane. <laughs> how, is, how is that a thing? The fact that she withdraws $4 million yeah. with nary a question is, yeah. <laughs> is ludicrous. Yeah. Yeah. Like just a signature. Yeah. And also she's acting very weird. She's acting literally, very literally erratically. Everybody yeah. she speaks to, like she is just acting like that. She's talking to somebody and yeah. constantly saying the wrong things, mm-hmm. um, signing the wrong name and stuff like that. Like that, that that's a red flag, right? Yes. If somebody, if some, somebody signs the wrong name, it's like, oh, this might not be the right person. There were multiple points in this movie. This became a little drinking game that I had <laughs> where there were scenes that literally reminded me of training videos I've watched on how not to, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, you know thing, how not to re- to work in a bank, yeah. <laughs> what not to trust, what not to do, you know, <laughs> especially, yeah, $4 million. She gets $4 a check for $4 dollars. million dollars by just scribbling out a name on a checkbook. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No questions asked. I'm like, it's a check. Yeah. So does that mean it could just go to anybody? Well, apparently so. Yes. Not even, she doesn't even, she doesn't even need, even need to show like a proof of address. Just nothing. No. No. Yeah. No photo ID. Just, no. Just, just a signature no. and, you know, having the bank number memorized. That's the, it. The yeah, account she, number. Yes. Because basically she goes into the bank and does all this and she's got Patrick Swayze's ghost in her ear, just telling her all the right things to say. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just sign this card on the bottom line, please. May I use your pen? Thank you so much. No, 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 Rita Miller. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You know, I, I need another one. I signed the wrong name. Tell her to make sure it goes straight up to the third floor file because you have a transaction to make. Please make sure this goes right up to the third floor file because I have a transfusion to make. A what? Let's go. You know what I mean. Can I keep this pen? So between the two of them, they managed to get hold of the $4 million that Carl desperately needs. Mm-hmm. A check is written out and then Patrick Swayze manages to convince Whoopi to donate that to a nunnery. 
Yes. Yeah. Which she's very unhappy about, but she eventually does. Yeah. yeah. But either way, Q back to back in the habit sequel. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of crossovers with like other Whoopi Goldberg stuff, which I yeah. don't, couldn't tell if it was deliberate or not. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure on the timings, but yeah. Um, I mean, did, in the color purple, did she wear a purple onesie? Was 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 that that crossover? I did wonder. That's what I was wondering. And also, there's a kind of a lesbian sex scene, which is also a factor in the color purple. I mean, okay. it's not you don't see anything, but no. there were definite moments when I was like, hmm, that, that kind of ties in with other famous Whoopi Goldberg roles. But mm-hmm. I don't know if it's deliberate or not. Yeah, yeah. So they managed to move the money out of that account, mm. thereby foiling Carl. Yeah. Meanwhile, though, Carl speaks to Molly mm-hmm. and figures out from Molly that it was Odemay who took the money. Because yes. obviously Molly now knows Odemay and she says, oh, I saw her in the bank the other day, didn't you see her? Yeah. And then Carl puts two and two together, sort of. Um, well, he has also, in one of his more stressed out scenes, he's just by the bank, sorry, in the bank by himself, Mm-hmm. Um, in the evening, just like getting stressed at a computer, yes. uh, getting stressed at all the computers, getting very sweaty, mm-hmm. and um, Sam is there, literally haunting him. Yes. Um, <laughs> oh, that's it. Yeah, he's like typing into the laptop screen. Murderer. Like, murderer. Yeah, yeah. And like moving chairs around, moving papers around, mm-hmm. and basically Carl just clocks it. Oh, Sam's a ghost. All right, he's behind all this. Okay, yeah. that, that 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 adds up. That tracks. He, yeah. com- he comes to that conclusion. Very quickly. Yeah, he doesn't really think about it too much. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, I guess that maybe you would if, you know, a computer is just randomly typing, you murdered me. Yeah. Kind regards, Sam. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so it's fun at this point, but then it basically gives it away. And so he's like, and so Carl's then like, okay, Sam, I'm going to kill Demi Moore in, yeah. in, in, unless you give me $4 million. That's it, yeah. Does um, he actually say that at that point? He doesn't say unless you give me $4 million, but just like, yeah, and if the money isn't in the account tomorrow morning, I'm going to kill Demi Moore. Oh, he gives the ghost of Sam an ultimatum. Okay, fine. Yeah. yeah. I think it might be a scene later after like they fight in her kitchen. Well, yes, because uh, basically he finds out, he only finds out about Oda May from hmm. talking to Molly in the scene when he's trying to seduce Molly yeah. rather than kill her. Yeah. When he does the whole, whoops, I spilled coffee on my shirt. Yeah. Oh, I'm shirtless now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So then he sends the, the hitman to go and kill Oda May, mm-hmm. whoopee. But then Sam manages to warn her and her sisters to get out in time, basically. Yeah. So, yeah. Which was also good. It was great. Oh, and this is when the, the mugger gets killed. Ah, yes. Yeah. The first time you see someone get dragged to hell. Yes. So the mugger breaks into Whoopi Goldberg's apartment, it's intending to kill her. Mm-hmm. Sam warns her. Her and her sisters all manage to escape. And then Sam has a bit of a fight with the mugger mm-hmm. using his new poltergeisty skills that he's learned mm-hmm. from the train guy. And ultimately the mugger is hit by a car and killed. Mm-hmm. And then we see the mugger's ghost, like the spirit leave his body. But instead of like rising to heaven or choosing to stay on earth like Sam, he's immediately dragged screaming into hell by like these weird cartoony ghosts. They were sort of, they're shadows. They're shadows, yeah. Like all the shadows that are just around at the moment, they yeah. all become, yeah, these cartoony demon things. Yeah. I mean, you don't actually see them as demons, but they're making very cartoony noises. They do, yeah. He gets dragged to hell. Mm. And then Whoopi and... Swayze runs which, which just reminds me how good was Drag Me to Hell yeah I thought of that too that was a very good film yeah. <laughs> definitely at, at this point I was yeah. like oh yeah I could watch I could watch Drag Me to Hell again that's a fun piece of shit oh yeah definitely I could very easily watch that film again yeah uh, it is the season after all mm-hmm. Halloween yeah so then Swayze and Whoopi rush to Molly to warn her about Carl mm-hmm. and this is the point when they have like a whole long conversation and this is when Whoopi agrees to let Sam inhabit her body yeah so which we have previously seen in one of her she's now doing spiritual readings where she's is actually 
doing it for real. Yes. Because um, all the ghosts have now clocked on. Somehow. Yeah. I'm not pa- sure if Sam Communicating with Sam has opened the floodgates and now she can communicate with all of the dead. Yeah. Yeah. And we learn at a certain point that ghosts can possess humans by stepping into them mm-hmm. and then use their bodies. And so basically through, that through some great, great whoopee acting, great whoopee acting. So they're, they're having this whole conversation between the three of them and Patrick Swayze kind of says, Oh, I just wish I could hold Demi Moore's hand one more time. Mm-hmm. And then whoopee's like, fine, you can use me mm-hmm. now. If I was Demi Moore, yeah, this moment, yeah, beautiful, beautiful Demi Moore. Yeah. This somewhat insane woman yeah. has, you know, wormed her way into my life at this vulnerable moment. Mm-hmm. You already know she's a bit of a criminal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, she, she's got a past, uh, but you know, she's talking like she knows you're, your dead husband or your mm-hmm. dead boyfriend or whatever and it's you know it, it seems re- legit and at this point she goes okay i guess i'll have sex with demi Moore. <laughs> yeah <laughs> fine use my body i would i would question this if i was demi Moore, mm-hmm. but demi Moore just goes with it like, yeah yeah and and to be fair like for a film that came out in 1990 i mean you'd literally see nothing no it's like it's immediately just patrick swayze yes. but even the suggestion of like a, a lesbian kind of love scene i thought pretty bold for the time i was like okay yeah a bit yeah not much because it really doesn't you see them holding hands that's it but but then there's more stuff with pa- when it's patrick swayze so in patrick and it's a sort of left to your imagination yeah, yeah but the more you think about it just the more ridiculous it gets well i was very hung up on the height differential yeah me too because <laughs> how like, does that me, work because to me more is like leaning into his neck yeah but like and whoopi goldberg i think is shorter than to me more great so like it would actually be the other way around then. 100%. Well, Patrick Swayze's a clear foot taller than both of them. Yeah. He's like six foot two. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Demi Moore's probably like five seven, and I guess Whoopi Goldberg's probably about five five or something. Mm. That would be my, 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 my estimate. Yeah, sure. Yeah. How does that work? I, I, I don't know. It, ultimately, you're not supposed to think about it. No, because yeah, you're not it, supposed to think about Whoopi being in this scene at all, but I wanted to no. see her and Whoopi, her and Demi actually slow dancing and whatever else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like also that... The, I, I can't see myself look I can't put myself into me more shoes mm-hmm. and be able to sell myself that that was Patrick Swayze mm-hmm. because she looked fully into it that's a good point because from but, her perspective all she's seeing is Whoopi Goldberg yes yeah. it's not because she does close her eyes to be fair yeah, so yeah, she's yeah. not seeing Whoopi Goldberg but like people smell different it's a leap it's a, it's quite the it's leap it's a big yeah. leap and I'm, I'm very sure that Whoopi Goldberg and um, Patrick Swayze don't smell the same no I'm sure they smell very different. Okay. What, am I wrong? I, I don't know. I've never smelled either of them. Well, I mean, right now, Whoopi probably smells a bit better. But, you know. <laughs> Sorry, too soon. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'd hope so. We'd hope so, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was a little this, silly. but This yeah. scene, I could see like the, the, the romance and the beauty that they were going for, mm-hmm. but all it takes is, is your mind to wander and you're just like, so uh, how's this really happening? This, yeah. this, this isn't, this isn't right. No, I, I had questions. Yeah. I, I had many questions, but they have this lovely moments anyway. Mm-hmm. And then Carl breaks in at some point. Yeah. Tries to attack both women. Yeah. Threatens to kill them both. Mm-hmm. Patrick Swayze is too weakened from the possession to really fight him properly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he points a gun at both of the women, tries to threatens to kill them. There's a whole fight sequence in the confusion. At some point, Carl falls into a window mm-hmm. and is impaled by a giant like slates of glass yes of his own doing I mean, it's very yeah it's very much like we're not making patrick swayze murder his ex-best friend mm-hmm. it's definitely he just, he just tripped yeah 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 quite a gruesome death for carl yes it is for, for a film that doesn't feel like it's aiming you know it feels like a fairly pg kind of film yeah it does but this moment is actually quite gory mm. he's fully impaled by a like a shard of glass yeah and then he's dragged screaming to hell 
while doing amazing faces while doing amazing face acting yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah he's dragged to hell and then that's it sam he's he's done what he needed to do he's, he's saved his girlfriend mm-hmm. he's avenged his own death yeah <clears throat> he becomes semi-physical again for a for a short for a while mo- he becomes yeah they can both see him for a moment yeah yeah he, he did he, this- he, he kisses to me more but mm-hmm. like it doesn't look like a physical kiss it looks more like they tried for a kiss just for the camera yeah but like you know they, they still can't touch each other he, they, they're still just like kind of going through each other but did you think that this this the way this felt the scene was shot with like the light is back open again and mm. patrick swayze like bathed in celestial light yeah it kind of looked like the 30 rock bit with the hd camera oh yeah, where yeah. suddenly patrick swayze looked super old like, <laughs> i don't think it was meant to i think just like it was so bright and unflattering yeah but it really looked like that sequence to me like, yeah <laughs> Anyway, but yeah, they have a little kiss. He, he said more to Whoopi Goldberg in this scene than to me more. He did, I know, because theirs, theirs is the relationship that really matters in this film. Yeah. To me more doesn't get to do shit in this film. All she gets to do is cry and take her top off. That's basically her role in this film. Yeah. Which is a shame. Yeah. But yeah. Uh but yeah, he says his goodbyes to Whoopi, says his goodbyes to Demi. Very emotional, cry, 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 unchained melody. Mm-hmm. He walks into the light and he I don't know, he transcends into heaven. He gets welcomed by other angels. Yeah. And then the film, very abruptly. Is over. I mean, what more do you want at that? No, 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 I'm fine with that being the end. It's clearly the end of the story. Yeah, you know? and yeah, that's that's the end of Ghost. Yeah, it's um, it's very silly, but it's very fun. It's just it just gets that balance just perfectly right. Yeah, you know? I think you need to be in the right mood for it though. Oh, 100. It's not a short I, film because I I no, it's not. Um, I think this film could be very tedious. I I really don't think it's the sort of film that like you could watch every Christmas. I think it's mm. one that you need to wait like a decent duration, like at least five years before you watch you it You need again. to forget how silly it is so you can experience it all over again. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's not something I would watch every Halloween. No. 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 It's not something like, say, uh, The Princess Bride or something like yeah. that, which you can, you, you can just watch that every week. Yeah, exactly. And, it's not that. And, yeah. and, and you'd enjoy it. It's not Muriel's Wedding. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Drinking games then. Drinking games, sure. First yeah, one I, I got. Go for it. Drink for the word ditto. Oh, yes. Yes. Drink for ditto. So Patrick Swayze never actually says, I love you in this movie until Mm. the very end. Mm -hmm. Uh, Whenever she says it to him, he always says ditto. Yes. Or ditto. Yeah. Very American. Yeah. I think that's the problem. And it's the last conversation they have while he's alive. Mm. He's like, you never say I love you. He's like, yeah, I do. Oh, no, you say ditto, but that's not the same. Yes. Yes. It's it's a nice little, well, it's an effective (laughs) little callback. Yes. So, yeah. Very good. My first one, drink for gratuitous shirtlessness. <laughs> yeah, sure. Patrick Swayze's abs are basically their own character in this movie. <laughs> and also, I mean, I really like that opening scene when, uh, you know, after you've got the spooky house tracking shot and then yeah. they break down the wall and it's just like, boom, abs. Just these two guys just standing there. It's like, there's, why are they shirtless? There's no reason to be shirtless in that moment. Because it's hot. Because it's hot, yeah. Nobody ever says it's hot, but no, like but you can make the assumption. I guess, sure. Okay. I mean, she's wearing pretty much just a tank top. Sure, yeah. So, I guess. You know. just, it just made it like a Bellamy movie or something. It did, know. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, drink for dodgy green screen slash ghost effects. Oh, yes. Plenty mm-hmm. of them. Yeah. There's a lot of a lot of doubling going on where there's, you know, somebody looking at their own body or something like that. And there's also so many effects <laughs> of mainly Patrick Swayze just like walking through walls or like slowly like walking his way through a door. I quite that. I've never seen that before, I don't think. Where no? this idea that if you walk through something as a ghost, you like enter into it on like a very like spiritual deep yeah, level. Yeah, like yeah. You, 
Because, like, when he would put his hands through the doors, for example. He became part of the door. Yeah, like, his the colour of his hand changed. I really yeah. liked that. I thought that was quite cool. Yeah. Like, even though it looked a bit janky, mm-hmm. the idea behind it I thought was really creative. Mm. So, I, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. Um, what did you think of the little CGI effect when he when a doctor walked through him at the start? Yeah, same. I was like, well, that's, it doesn't look great, but it's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It looked bizarre. It looked bizarre, but this idea that like walking through someone would be just for a ghost would be really like traumatic because you're literally like seeing all of their internal organs. It's mm. like quite violating, you know. It's like yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah I thought it was interesting. Yeah. yeah. Mm. This movie like it really like it took a lot of big swings. Yeah, it did, and most of them connected. So yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Uh, okay, drink for sexual clay play. Mm-hmm. And it's only the one scene, but uh, mm-hmm. it is very yeah, entertaining. Sure. It's yeah. definitely a drink worthy scene. Yeah, I mean it's just. They're just shaping a giant cock. There's no question about it. <laughs> it's just that's just what it is. It's just yeah. a giant phallus, and they're just like, oh, it feels so good between my hands. Yeah. Oh God! <laughs> You're the one who said you found it super sexy. Well, yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, um, next one. Drink whenever Whippy Goldberg repeats something Sam says, but in her own way. Uh, okay, sure. You know, Molly, you endanger girl. girl. Yeah, and yeah, there's, yeah. There's, 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 there's a lot of it. Yeah, plenty of others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, especially like stuff at the. Well, not the very end, but like quite near the end when Sam's like, I've always loved you and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then she's like using her own words on that. Yeah. If I were Sam, I'd be right now. I'd be like, no, this is the last conversation we're ever going to have with this woman. Mm-hmm. I'm confessing my love for her for the first time. You will say exactly the words that I say. <laughs> you don't tell Whoopi what to do. No, you no don't one do. tells Whoopi what to do. Not in this film. Not in this film. No. <laughs> okay. Drink for MS-DOS. <laughs> yeah, sure. Or, or green font on black screen. Like, yeah. Yeah, I loved the. I always love a good technology callback, and mm-hmm. so many scenes of people frantically typing, but nothing's happening on the screen. Yeah, a lot of that. <laughs> yeah, a lot of that. Um, drink for overacting. Overacting. I mean, I have drink for face acting. Is yeah, that what you're going for. Like, same, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, the face acting in this film is second to none. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of it. Do you know that virtually everybody in Hollywood was offered? The role that Patrick Swayze took before it went to Patrick Swayze. Really? Yeah, like, I think John Travolta turned it down. I think Bruce Willis turned it down. Harrison Ford turned it down. So, you know, I can see John Travolta. I can see Harrison Ford just Bruce Willis. Questionable. Even, yeah. like, you know, with energy and hair. Yeah, this would be, it'd be very early Bruce Willis, but yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm still not... No, I think you needed a someone as cheesy as Patrick Swayze because it's such a cheesy movie. It's yeah. like, it's just a perfect marriage. Yeah. If you had a better actor, I think it wouldn't work as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Mm-hmm. Unless it's somebody who knew what they were in. Like. But I know, I think like Whoopi's filling the role of the person who knows what she's in. Yeah. If everyone knows what they're in, then it's too self aware. Yeah. You need yeah, a balance yeah. of people who know exactly what they're doing and people who are really trying super hard. And yeah. I think this movie gets that just about right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay, next one. Drink for Demi Moore's manly clothes. Yes, have o- super oversized t-shirts and stuff. Yeah, I mean, this is a very Demi Moore thing. It's also a very 90s thing. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, women wearing like ridiculously large clothes, yeah. Yeah, but hey, like, it's there. It is there, yes. yes sir. I had, for, on a Demi Moore tip, I had a drink every time Demi Moore bites her lip and cries, <laughs> which is basically every scene in the movie for her. Right? Yeah, poor Demi Moore. I'm sure she's been in worse films. Oh, she certainly has. <laughs> Um, oh, then that's all I've got for drinking games. You got any more? Oh, yes. Uh, drink for walking through things. Yeah. I think. Did you have that one? Yeah, I had uh, dodgy uh, ghost effects. Okay, sure. Uh, drink for the ghost you've had. Drink for... 
Sounds like you're done. Yeah, I'm pretty much done. Yeah, I'm done. Okay, go on. <laughs> okay. Well, listeners, while you're all still alive, <laughs> probably a good thing to go to patreon.com slash beyond the box set and you can support me and John for as much or as little as you think they were worth. Good transition. Thanks. If you do, again, while you're still alive, <laughs> you can listen to... Think about it. He can't touch things. He can't listen to podcasts, can he? No, like, I mean, a, he'd have to learn. How, how would a ghost it? listen to a podcast? Maybe he would, like, absorb himself into a podcast. Okay. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, definitely, listeners, before you all become ghosts, mm-hmm. you go to Patreon. Yeah, subscribe to me and John, and you'll get a bonus show called Beyond Beyond the Box Set. Mm-hmm. We review films that are released in the cinema, but also we take requests. Because you could also, like, leave aren't. us all of your money in your, in your will... <laughs> and then we'll like subscribe your next of kin to our podcast. That's fine too. There's yeah. also that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, cinemas aren't, all, aren't always reliable. So we do also review, you know, things on Netflix or just requests. So yeah. if you want to put... Want we'll, to we might get creative this winter. If, if as seems likely the cinema's closed down or there's no new releases, we'll try some Netflix stuff. We'll take some requests. Maybe we could start doing like films that can't, that don't fit on the main show just to review them, not to pitch sequels to them. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yes, and you also, once a month, we have a Patreon episode, and you get to come and guest on that if you want to. Mm-hmm. You can actually guest on it, or you can just give us the film, and we'll do it without you. Whatever you want. It's your choice. You're mm-hmm. the boss, because you're paying our wages. Yes. Um, you also get our exclusive Facebook group. You get extended versions of the main episodes. And also, once a month, we do a little advert for uh, one of our Patreons. Um, not one specific one, just one random one. Everybody gets one. It's not just one person. It's everybody. Yes. You all get. You all get your chance. You can talk about whatever you want. Your own podcast, probably what you're going to talk about, mm-hmm. or your own business. Or anything you want to flog, could whatever, be anything. Whatever you could feel be a new like. Taylor Swift album if you feel that strongly about it. Whatever yeah. you want. Anyway, yeah. Patreon.com slash Beyond the Box Set. Let's see, Alex. Uh, what do you think of Jaws, which is at 97% Rotten Tomatoes? I find it to be anti-shark propaganda. What do you feel about the Entourage movie, which is at a meager 33%? I think they finally got Hollywood right. How about It Follows, 97%. Worse than your parents giving you the sex is evil talk. How do you feel about Juno, which is at 94%? That would be a movie that celebrates a teenage homewrecker. Uh, how about Bewitched at 25%? Best television adaptation ever put to film. How do you feel about American Hustle? The towering 93%. Overwrought awards bait. Righteous Kill, 19%. The movie that Michael Mann wishes he had made when he created Heat. Sounds about right. I'm Julio. I'm Alex, and we are the Contrarians. As you can tell, our thing is that we rage against the Rotten Tomatoes machine. Regardless of what we really feel. Find us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn. Facebook, Twitter, we're everywhere. Moving on. Yes. Sequels. So, uh, my first one is picking up from the after the events of the original film, mm. bearing in mind that we can't really use Patrick Swayze anymore because he has sadly passed away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, his character has ascended into heaven, so there's not really much more to go with that storyline unless you're going to drag him back down again, which yeah. I've chosen not to do. Mm-hmm. So, I was thinking the film ends. Patrick Swayze goes to heaven. We're left with Whoopi Goldberg and Demi Moore. Yeah. Um, you know, they've got a lot of their lives to pick back up again. They've been through a crazy few weeks. Whoopi is now fully a psychic. And Demi Moore is, you know, she's lost her partner, but he's also moved on and, you know, she's safe again. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking both of their lives are fully ahead of them. They don't really know what to do. They're kind of at a crossroads. So the two of them decide to team up 
and form Molly and Oda May's Psychic Detective Agency. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so I'm thinking that this is not a million miles away from what you just described, but it's like Molly is using her psychic skills mm-hmm. combined with Demi Moore's just general skills in life. Let's say that she's very analytical and she's like smart. I'm thinking of this as more like a date, like a tea time TV show rather than like a movie, mm-hmm. but they're basically solving murders together. They set up a ladies detective agency mm. where Oda May speaks to the recently murdered people sure. and works with Molly to help pin the crimes on the culprits. Basically. Yeah. No, that totally works. So bringing criminals to justice using psychic powers. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think I think it'd be it would definitely be a better more like a a regular TV show like was, like Murder gonna, She Wrote. I was or, gonna say yeah, just like a a twenty minute mystery to solve every week. Yeah, it's Midsummer Murders meets Murder She Wrote meets yeah. Ghost basically. So yeah. yeah, you can have loads of like really fun guest stars on okay, it. Okay, now can we somehow spin this into a Who Done It? Well, the whole it's always a Who Done It. Every episode's a Who Done It. That's the whole point. Okay, what did you what did you mean? I don't know. I was just gonna. Every episode I don't, I don't is know. somebody's been murdered. Yeah. And so somebody will come to this right, detective sorry, agency. I, sorry, I thought it was more of a like the ghost is just trying to pin the murderer down, like getting evidence and stuff. No, it's more like so so let's say somebody's been murdered. So I was thinking like how would it be a who done it? Like the the every every week the the ghost would have to not know who murdered them. Yeah. No, no, no. I was thinking more like a living person. Mm-hmm would come to the detective agency and be like, my husband or my son or my brother was murdered. Mm-hmm. You need to help us. Whoopi would then commune with the dead person who's been killed when she could. You know, maybe sometimes they've been dragged to hell, so it's difficult. Maybe she needs to sometimes talk to other ghosts. You know, yeah. the, We can vary this. It's a series. Mm-hmm. But she communes with the dead and then she finds out who actually did it. And then her and Demi Moore, they can't just say to the police, oh, well, a ghost did it. So then they need to find a way to definitively prove that the people that they know are the murderers are the murderers. Mm-hmm. So yes, the whodunit element is a, a little bit predictable because you know as an audience member, as soon as the ghost says it was this guy, there's not really a whodunit element. Yeah. But there is a element of, okay, well, how are they going to then get them behind bars? Mm. And then maybe there could be episodes here and there where the ghosts are lying. Have their Ooh, own vendettas. I like that, yeah. So you know, we can definitely mix it up. I'm, f- I'm really thinking of it as I like a serialized like the, show. I definitely like the lying ghosts. Yeah, and then like in some of those episodes, the reveal could be like, oh, the, the person we thought was the victim, i.e., the ghost, mm. is actually like they're in the wrong here. Yeah, they they tried to kill somebody else and ended up accidentally killing themselves. Yeah, and that's who they try and pin it on the people that they were actually trying to kill. Right. Or yeah. even the couple ones where like the ghosts pretend they were killed by like major gangsters and it turned out they were killed by like little girls or something or, yeah. or they were killed like by a politician that isn't like yeah, or, but... or in an embarrassing accident yeah. Yeah, it's like it's, it's like they're, they're, <laughs> yeah. but they're trying to cover it up yeah exactly so it's Whoopi and molly's job to get to the truth and that's what their role is and they are yeah the, the psychic detective agency yeah and it's a, a long it's a long-running season series mm-hmm. it's very, very i'm thinking very murder she wrote mm. kind of style basically so, yeah, yeah. Oh, that'd be really good. That'd be a great TV show. I, I like the comedy ones. Yeah. <laughs> that could be a... F- yeah, because they're still funny and they bicker and, you know, they're different yeah. personality types. Yeah. I could see Netflix picking that up. I really could too. I think if you were ever going to continue the ghost story, mm. that would be the way to do it. Mm. Make it a comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Now that works really well. Good, thank you. Do you have a title for that? Uh, yeah. The title was Molly and Oda May's Psychic Detective Agency. Nice. Okay, so the next one I've got here, um, and I apologise for this, but I could not resist. Okay. It's called Ghost 2, Back in the Habit. Harry, 
I told you, you it was coming. You specifically told our listeners to not do that because it was too predictable. Yeah, because I was going to do it. Okay, fine, fine. Also, I told you I was going to do it halfway through this episode. Fine, so spin me your yarn, spin me your yarn. Right, so shortly after the original, mm-hmm. Whoopi Goldberg decides that she really needs that $4 million. Oh, that she did. That, that she donated to the nunnery. Okay, uh, oh, okay, I see how this is going to go. Okay. So she joined the New York nunnery. Under the guise of Sister Mary Clarence, I presume. Um, it doesn't need to be. Okay. Not necessarily. Yeah, so she wanted to go in to gain their trust and uh, put herself in a position of power and eventually steal the $4 million. Okay. Because I think... Uh, I, I don't think that, uh, you know, when there's not actual, actual real ghosts and love stories involved, I don't think she's above this. No, not at all. We clearly established that she's a fraud and she'll lie to bereaved people. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I think she'd steal $4 million. I, I would say that the fact that she in, agrees in, to give away $4 in, million in, in, is in a, a plot hole. In, in a world where like, it is like, specifically proven that heaven and hell exist. Yes. So like Christianity is real. Yeah. She'd still steal from nuns. But anyway, moving on from that. Um, after a few shifts in the, in the, uh, in the confessional, mm-hmm. um, listening to people's sins, she finds that uh, she has a bit of an advantage because she can speak to the re- recently deceased. Yes. So when people's sins come in, she actually has like a point of reference, maybe, mm. and basically from that she decides that she likes it. Well, she 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 finds that she likes it, and she's being a really good person to people. She enjoys being a, a nun, essentially. Yeah. She enjoys being a nun. She enjoys okay. helping helping people out. Okay, and kind of has to sort of rejudge her life as in like, oh, I was going to steal that four million dollars from here. Mm. I still won that four million dollars, but also I really like doing this, and this is a good thing to do. Well, what if she st- she goes in to steal the four million from the nunnery, mm. but then because she does have this ability to communicate with the, the deceased, she sees a vision of somebody being dragged down to hell because mm. she's only ever seen the heaven side of it, and that oh, scares right. her. And she okay. it, it it convinces her to turn herself around. Yes, so then the movie is her, the movie is her trying to redeem herself because mm. she wants to go to heaven not to hell you know what maybe she already steals the four million yeah and like spends, and spends it, it on like, nonsense like yeah puts it all on red or something yes. and like, <laughs> yeah. whatever it's gone it's out of her she hands she squanders it yeah, 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 yeah completely and and like then she sees this vision of somebody getting dragged down to hell and she's yeah. like shit that could be me yeah that is, that is definitely going to be me and so then it's just a whole mission of like turning her life around mm-hmm. and so yeah maybe at that point there it is maybe at that point she goes back to the nunnery, mm. goes back, gets back in the habit. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Nicely, subtly done. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah, then starts just leaving, uh, leading a life of goodwill. Yeah, and maybe it's like again, it could be a TV series. It could be like, do you remember that show? My name is Earl. I've heard of it. I've never. Yeah, so it. she need, maybe she needs because she's stolen four million dollars from the nuns. Mm. The ongoing story is that she needs to f- somehow make back. Honestly, without stealing mm-hmm. four million dollars for the nuns, yeah, for a series of wacky misadventures. I would also like it that the nuns don't know who stole the four million dollars. Yes, it's just to or, keep or, or alive, where it yeah. went. So, like, she's got that secret that she's yes. holding to her core, mm-hmm. and every now and then she'll like see a shadow move, yeah, because of one of those demons, and she'll be like, "No, I'm not dead." Yeah, yes. and she'll be like, "Oh God, no, 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 I can see that you're still there." Okay, great, yeah. uh, and near the end of the film, like it just gets a bit much for her. Mm. And she goes to the, what's the head of nunnery called? The abbess. The abbess. Abbot, yeah. Really? Yeah, I think. Yeah. Sure. Um, well, the mother superior. Yes, that's what I was thinking of. Mother Thank superior. Okay. Yeah. She goes to the mother superior and 
she admits her sin. She goes to confession. Okay. She goes. She goes to confession herself. Even though that's her speciality is listening to confession. Sure. Yeah. She goes to confession herself with the mother superior and says, "I stole your four million dollars." Mm-hmm. And at that point, she's really expecting to be like, "You what? Mm-hmm. Get out of my nunnery!" Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how mother confessions talk. I assume uh, they're all played by Pat Butcher. I, d- I don't <laughs> think that's how it works for sure. <laughs> And uh, yeah, she gets forgiven and uh, happily ever after, I guess. <laughs> I, I like the idea more that it's a series of her constantly trying to atone for her sins. Yeah. To, to like win her way into heaven. Yeah. But, but, yeah. On the whole, I think that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. I think, oh, yeah. It, it basically needs to finish with her. Maybe she doesn't want to get into heaven anymore. Yeah. And that's what lets her in when she does eventually pass. Well, she wants to go into heaven at some point, surely. Yes, but like she stops trying to do everything to get into heaven. Okay. I oh, I see. And then she learns to just be a good person for its own sake, not trying to win something. Yes. yes. Okay, yeah. So doing it in a more selfless way. There we go, yeah. And okay. so, yeah. Yeah, it's make... a character arc. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What did you say that was called? Oh, Back in the Habit. Yeah. Great, cool. Very good. <laughs> I think for that idea, that's as good as it's going to get. So. I think that, yeah, for the only time I've actually used that title. Yeah. And the only time I will ever use that title. Yeah. That's a pretty good one. Yeah, it's done. You've done it now. And so. it works. It did. Like, it, it actually fits. It works very well. So, so well played. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, my next one is based on the revelation in this film that cats can see the dead. <laughs> so I was thinking, and I had a brainwave when you were talking about this as well. You were saying that what if it's not Demi Moore's cat? What if it's just a cat? Mm. So yeah, what if there's like a film? It could be a Pixar, or it could just be some kind of children's film yeah. about a cat that learns it can see and speak to the dead, wow. dead humans. Well, my next idea is remarkably similar, but is do it carry exactly on. The same? No, 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 it's not exactly the same, but do carry on. Well, that's kind of as far as I got. This is very much just a one-liner. But I guess what I was thinking is maybe it, maybe it is Patrick Swayze's cat. Mm-hmm. And maybe this is a film about a cat that that's own owner is killed. Mm-hmm. But then it, it discovers that it can speak to its own owner through beyond the grave. But it's the only thing, it's the only person or pet that can do that. Right. So then it's a pet that has to somehow find a way to avenge its owner. Okay. Yeah. I would say that due to whatever magic is at play here, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's basically it, that the cat stumbles upon a haunted graveyard. Oh, okay. Ooh, interesting, interesting. Okay. Um, anything that gets buried in that graveyard then comes back to life. Oh, pe- oh it's Pet Cemetery. Yeah. Okay. Is there something there? Or? So, what are you suggesting that the cat has to find Patrick Swayze's corpse, drag it to the Pet Cemetery? Yeah. <laughs> well meaning. I'd, like, I'd like to see the montage of like. Like a house cat just dragging Patrick Swayze. His mangled corpse <laughs> into the pet cemetery. Like hundreds of miles to take it out of New yeah. York. And then it doesn't even work because obviously it comes out, sometimes dead is better. Or oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it actually, Patrick Swayze comes back as this horrific, murderous, shuffling zombie and the, the cat instantly regrets it. Yep. And then the cat has to kind of save Demi Moore and anyone else from dead Patrick Swayze's wrath. I guess, yeah. Yeah. Okay, that, that, that could be how it worked. I don't know. I didn't have much for this one. That's definitely something. Uh, so that was in, that was. Uh, this is really one of those that stars had just stopped with the title. That was uh, Ghost to Feline, kind of spooky. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't really know where else to take that one. No, it, it, that was definitely my finished. It was really a one-liner. So yeah. Well, mine is. It comes from the same place, okay. I'd say, where I came with it, came up with the title first, and I have barely any idea with this one. Mm-hmm. But it's called Ghost Two Medium Rare. Medium. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Already. Tell me more. So it's it's you know largely the same film, but it's told told from the point of view of uh, Babe the Sheep Pig. 
<laughs> okay, great. Can pigs also see the dead? Can they sense evil? So, not, not all pigs, just babe. Just ba- babe, okay. Babe is now a medium okay. and uh, voiced by Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, okay. Just to add a little a little bit of extra. I could see her doing a, doing a voice role. I mean, she, she played the hyena in The Lion King. Oh, no, I mean, in this day and age. I mean, in yes. 20, 2020. I yes. know she's not like acting fully, but I could see her doing a voice role. Sure, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Babe Goldberg mm-hmm. can communicate with all the deceased farm animals and learns the horror of what a farm really is. Oh, my God, because there'd be so many because of like... <laughs> You know, the amount of chickens and sh- cows and sheep that get slaughtered on like an hourly basis. Like, yeah. Oh my God, that, that would be hellish if, of all of those dead voices. Yeah. So is it then, maybe there's like a prize, oh, you can't use Patrick Swayze anymore because he's dead, but like some kind of prize animal, some very high ranking mm. animal yeah. is sent to the slaughterhouse mm-hmm. by well, mistake. Well, it could still be to be more. It could be to be more, sure. But she could be, I was thinking she could be like the wife of the, I don't know. I'm just thinking that like you could just remake this entire film, but it's at a, like a, a farm. An, an yeah, animal yeah. is sent to the slaughterhouse by another animal. You oh, know, right, it's, yeah, it's yeah. like a plot, you know, that shouldn't have been there, you know. Yeah, yeah. That, and then, yeah, and sure. then it goes to Whoopi Goldberg as Babe the Sheep, medium pig, to, <laughs> I don't know, to, to help. I mean, can you do more Macbeth with it? Yeah, you could, you could, it could be like the best friend sold it out. It could be like a riff on Animal Farm, you know. Yeah. yeah I don't know, yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a, a lot. There's, there's a lot you can do. There's a lot of play you, here, you, yeah. Yeah, you, you, you could do the fox and the hound. You could do, yeah. You know, I'll just leave this open, I think. Yeah, sure. But uh, I don't know, maybe, so what I've got here is that, so Babe sees what's going on and just like, holy shit, this is fucked up. Yeah. But maybe with some less language, I don't know. Um, but Babe has to essentially try and convince all the other farm animals what is really going on. Yes. And is she the only one who can commune with the dead? Yes. Okay, so Whoopi Goldberg providing the voice of a, a young piglet. Yeah. That can commune with the dead. Yeah. No other pigs can do that. Mm-hmm. But she has to convince the other pigs and all the other farm animals that mm-hmm. she's communing with the dead. And she's got some very important message, some warning from the dead. Mm-hmm. Maybe about the slaughterhouse, who knows? Yeah. Yeah. And the whole film is her just trying to convince them that she's telling the truth. Yeah. Yes, I like that. And eventually, I'd say that she eventually does manage to convince the whole the whole farmyard that the that's, animals that, rise that's up, what's yeah. going on. And rather than all rise up like sausage party style, yeah. I was more thinking that they all stage a, a chicken run style escape. Oh, nice. Okay. That she's coordinating. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I don't know, maybe that comes with like the support of all the all the other dead farmer animals who, are, who have come to help them. Yeah. So is, is there going to be an evil farmer? Yeah. 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 I don't really know where to go with the evil farmer bit, but... Uh, I was just thinking, you know, could be voiced by John Malkovich. Oh, yeah. yeah. That... that, that Definitely works. Yes, I mean played by John Malkovich. Played, the, far, the, yeah. the farm is real. Like it's true. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you want to do like claymation or CGI. No, I think, I well, they, they made Babe look amazing. They did. So yeah. Okay. No, I'm on board with that. that makes but sense. yes, that is Ghost Two, medium rare. Medium rare. I like it. The pigs trying to save themselves from the inevitability of the slaughterhouse and, and becoming steak. Yeah, I mean steak is. Is steak? Isn't steak cow? I I, be, I believe it is. I mean yeah. I'm vegetarian, but cows are also on farms. So. Sorry? Cows are also on farms. Yes. Like I say, I came up with the title first. Yeah, no, like, all, yeah. Like, all of the animals get I was rest. like, what can I do with medium rare steak? Like, sure. Yeah. No, it, 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 it tracks, it. it tracks, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. Very good. Great. Okay. I have one more. Okay. I have one more. And this is maybe my most full idea. Okay. Sure. I, I, I thought you were finishing on a silly one. So, um, as in, still- th- as in, sorry, as in, I thought your last one was your last one. No, I mean, this is still pretty silly, but okay. yeah. So, this is actually a remake. 
Yeah. It's a remake of the film because it has been 30 years. years. 30 years exactly. 30 years exactly, yes. <laughs> Just thinking of the, de- the decades, yes. Okay. <laughs> so... Yeah, to get over the whole Patrick Swayze dead thing. But also because, also because, yeah, I was just thinking of like who could play these roles today, basically, mm. you know. And uh, there was an obvious answer to me. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, so this remake idea came to me from the idea that my favorite character was obviously Whoopi, but I was also really fascinated by Whoopi's sisters, who okay. were a very small role in the original film, but they were a lot of fun. They were yeah. great fun. And I yeah. wanted to understand what that dynamic might be. So. This sequel is a remake 30 years later. The Whoopi Goldberg character, it's from her perspective, basically. So it's the same story, but rather than being from Patrick Swayze's perspective, it's from the perspective of Odame Brown, this phony psychic who's running this racket, this, you know, this front of shop thing, and then eventually gets visited by a real ghost. Mm-hmm. So what I was thinking, because it's the pres- it's set and filmed today. So the Odame Brown, the Whoopi Goldberg role, obviously going to be played by Tiffany Haddish. Nice. Makes perfect sense. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And my so alternative was Leslie Jones. Also works, also works. But what I was I thinking. Think, I, think, I think you're one with Tiffany then. I think Tiffany is is more well suited to this. Mm. Yeah. I could I, I could genuinely see someone making this. Mm-hmm. And so she's running this phony psychic. <laughs> you say so yourself. Yeah, yeah I do say so myself. <laughs> so she's running this phony medium racket from this like little shop in New York with her sisters played by jada pinkett smith and regina hall of course and her landlady played by queen latifah yep yeah so it's basically a girl's trip reunion yep it all adds up mm-hmm. so i'm thinking yeah it, it focuses less on the patrick swayze plot and him trying to like avenge himself and more on these sisters or these friends whatever this crew this crew of girls who led by tiffany haddish as odame brown mm. are running this phony psychic shop for people who've recently lost somebody to communicate with their loved ones again yeah and then suddenly it all gets disrupted when tiffany haddish starts to really see visions of actual dead people which she does not want you mm-hmm. know it doesn't that's not no help to her so it, it she finds it very annoying but maybe what this one ghost you know like the patrick swayze character start, kicks it all off and she starts to genuinely commune with the dead mm-hmm. and then it could be just like a, a funny comedy where her sister's think she's crazy so first the thing she has to do is convince them that she's not crazy that she genuinely is speaking to the dead yeah and then there's going to be a whole murder plot line that she gets wrapped up in and all of them get wrapped up in it mm-hmm. and there's just more it's just more funny roles for all four of them basically mm-hmm. yeah that's okay. pretty much all i've got with that but yeah, yeah i really like that mm. i think that could as a like a modern day remake of ghost that could really work well it, it also gives me a bit more of like this is how you'd remake ghostbusters yes because it's not like straight Ghostbusters. It's something else. It's it's, it's putting it, a twist on it. It's not it, just saying here's the same thing, enough. but with yeah, 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 yeah. I think I, I think this could really work. Yeah, yeah. I think it could be hilarious. I think it'd be really. I think Tiffany Haddish would nail it. I think mm-hmm. if they ever want to remake Ghost, this is the way to go. Yeah, make it more about the women and put Tiffany Haddish and that whole crew in there. Yeah, yeah. And so that is uh, Ghosts and Girlfriends. Ghosts and Girlfriends. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's good. I really like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I've got. There's no plot, but I think it's uh, it's a good enough concept. I, think I, I like that concept. You yeah. can definitely sell it on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe I will. Become <laughs> a millionaire. Just watch me. Sure. Okay. Well, as long as you share it. Why? What did you do to earn it? Half this podcast. Sure, it was a hundred percent of my idea, though. Yeah, but John, would you have had this idea if it wasn't for that one time in Amsterdam? Yeah, I guess that's true. Fine. Yeah. Um, okay. Listen submissions then. Let's yeah, see, sure. see, what, see what listeners have got. Hit me. 
So in my post, I did specifically say, please don't post the idea goes to back in the habit, mm-hmm. which of course has come up many, many times despite me posting that. We also, of course, do have two Ghost, two Furious. Naturally. We have Ghostbusters. We have Ghost 2, Ghost Harder. Mm-hmm. Grant Fellows says Ghost 2, Sexy Knitting. Okay, sure. So instead of sexy kilning, it's... A, I like that idea. It's like different kind of sexy yeah. handicrafts. Yeah. Yeah. What else, sure. what, what else would you pitch? So sexy knitting, sense, sexy pottery, sexy... Showering. Sorry. Oh, no. show. <laughs> well, that's, that's just... It's not much of a stretch, Harry. <laughs> There's not enough of a stretch. Is it? Sexy needle point. Sexy... <laughs> Sexy jigsaw. Sexy jigsaw. <laughs> yeah. There it is. That's quite sexy, cro- sexy cross stitch. Yeah. Yeah. Sexy jigsaw. That's the one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my love. My darling. Oh, a corner. Jonathan Bravado says, I have a question. Jonathan Bravado? Privado. Oh, uh, John- Johnny Bravado is a great name for a superhero. That's fine, Karen. <laughs> Johnny Privado. He says, I have a question. I actually really like the movie Ghost, but I'm wondering, is the pottery scene actually sexy? When I watch it, all I can think is, oh, please wash your hands. Yeah, I, I agree with him. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, imagine the clay just getting everywhere. I, it's I, not, I, I mean, like, everywhere. It, they're asking for a UTI. Yeah. They want a one way ticket to assist ISIS. That would take ages days. to pee out. Yes, it would. Yeah. <sighs> Michael Hahn says, I still know what you threw on the Potter's wheel last summer. Okay, yeah. Like it. That totally works as mm-hmm. a sequel title. Mm hmm. Okay, and last one here. Tim O'Reardon says, there is a sequel, isn't there? Or was it a remake? It was Ghost Protocol. I saw it a few years back. Entertaining, but very loose ties to the original. Oh, very good. Very good. <laughs> cool. All right, what you got then? Okay, I have some as well. Let me have a look. Uh, Mike Carey said, Whoopi Goldberg's character is dead, but on the run from underworld forces. She haunts a convent in Sister Ghost. Book in the habit. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Dane Vincent Fox McGraw, what a name. Whoopi's character has passed and Swayze's has been reincarnated and is the only one who can see her because of their connection. They solve a mystery. Okay. So I guess that'll be another actor gets the task of playing a reincarnation of Patrick Swayze. So they'd have to like do Patrick Swayze's mannerisms. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then Whoopi Goldberg dies and uh, has to, somehow they're connected. Okay. Dennis Fanning said, Ghosts. Whoopi is back and she's teaching a whole army of psychics to channel the ghosts of people with unfinished business to tilt the world towards justice. Ooh. Yeah, so that was kind of like my idea of like Whoopi holding like a psychic detective agency. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jackie Ronan Whitehouse said, they're all now dead and reincarnated into golden retrievers. It's also a sequel <laughs> to Airbud. <laughs> like that, very good. Golden white, white golden retrievers. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, Airbud, because Airbud's a film about like Labradors. Or Golden Retreat. Believe it or not, I've not seen it. But Doesn't uh, surprise me, yeah. Adam Capitanio said, Ghost 2, Nost. Demi Moore just goes on with her life and there are no more ghosts around anymore. All so right. It's, it's not a ghost, it's a Nost. Yeah, that works. Over on Twitter, Mike from the Genuine Chit Chat podcast, at Genuine Chit Chat, says, Ghost 2, Busters. The crossover event that no one asked for. Nice. And finally, Simon, the depressed moviegoer, at Depressed Movie, says... Ghost 2, Ghostception, a spiritual, ho, 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 sequel in which paranormal investigators hold a seance to contact the ghost of Patrick Swayze to convince him to play the ghost of Patrick Swayze from Ghost. 
I like that. That's got layers. Yeah, that's it does. Got, you'd have to get a really good Patrick Swayze impersonator, but yeah. I like the layers of that idea. Well, we'll play it, Simon. Very good. Okay. So thank you, everybody, for those sequel ideas. We ask for your listener submissions every week, a few days before we record, by putting posts out on Facebook and Twitter, where you can post your ideas. So make sure you like and follow our pages if you don't want to miss out. To listen to more episodes of Beyond the Box Set, you can subscribe and browse our back catalogue on any podcasting platform, including iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and many others, all of which you can also leave a five-star review, which really helps us out. So please do consider taking the time to review us. As mentioned before, we're also available on Patreon, which is exclusively for the people who would rate us more than five stars if they could. You can find all the relevant links in the description below or at beyondtheboxset.com. And next week, Mm -hmm. Harry, we have a guest, don't we? We do. It is the king of all guests. The legendary. We're not going to have a better guest than this. Okay. Ever. He is our better guest, yeah. Yeah. It's Phil Better. Phil Better. Listeners, you, you, you may have heard of this guy before. His name is Phil Better. He's from... The outstanding podcast, The Phil Better Show. Mm-hmm. And uh, he'll be joining us next week. He'll be doing a film called The Frighteners. I'm excited to watch this film. I've never seen it, but it's Peter Jackson and I like... Is it Peter P- Jackson? Uh, yeah, and I like some Peter Jackson. So okay. Mm, I'm sure. looking forward to this, yeah. All right, well, everybody, please do join in next week. We've got Phil Better on. He's mm-hmm. going to do The Frighteners with us. We've been pitching lots of sequels to that. It's going to be great. Yeah, it'll be a good time. See you next week for The Frighteners. See Thanks, you next guys. time. Bye. Bye. Molly, you in danger, girl.